There we go. So, Mesa, welcome, welcome, welcome to Mums That Thrive. So great to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. So, am I right in saying you're a conscious parenting coach? Is that? Yep, yep. That's what I. That's what I do. I'm a conscious parent coach, um, accredited under Dr. Shafali. So, um, that's what I do for a living, and I love it. Amazing. So I thought a really good um, topic to discuss tonight would be, I guess, like a bit of an introduction to what conscious parenting is. So, you know, for someone who literally has never even heard of what conscious parenting is, um, how can it benefit them and what the essence of it is? Yeah. So conscious parenting is not a fad it's not something that is new it's almost like thinking of returning back to our true essence and what that entails is living in the present moment so when you're when you're practicing conscious parenting you're parenting from that moment often parents are like um worried for the future worried from you know carrying traumas from their past and then they bring it out in that present moment Mm -hmm. for example there's your toddler absolutely refusing to put on his or her shoes often parents struggle to just live in that moment they'd start drawing fears out of it oh my god why is he like this is he ever going to listen why doesn't she just do what she's told um i remember that i was like this is she going to be like me and so all of this stuff is swarming in our minds and what actually happens is we lose that moment that's one part of conscious parenting and the other part is to actually embody and reparent yourself. So this is where a lot of us, I mean, the majority of us have turned into parents, but we're just wounded children with adult responsibilities. Yep. <laughs> and there's our children shining yep. that torch yep. on everything that's not healed. So when your teenager says to you true story it happened to me oh mom I don't I don't think I'm going to go to uni I'm just going to not study after year 12 my heart and brain was not attuned to him anymore I was I went back to my childhood where I wasn't given a choice about not going to uni I had to go and so my brain started to be like what's he going to do for a living is he going to be a delinquent is he just going to be on TikTok all day how's he going to survive yeah. And after becoming a conscious parent, I ended up understanding that you can silence that voice and not just silence, but understand it and nurture it. And then you end up responding to the child in front of you, being the child in front of you. So yeah. I responded to my team. And not yes, responding from a place of fear. That's right. So mm. my answer back to my son was, oh, really? What makes you say that? And how powerful that conversation was because he started to tell me stuff about what his concerns were so that's conscious parenting in a nutshell for you (laughs) amazing so what what are your top tips okay so when I look back there are some things you know that I wish I knew before Mm -hmm. I became a parent so I guess that's my mission and my goal is to really drive that home and help mothers and fathers and caregivers along the way. Along the way, 
Mm. And um, top tips is probably going to be mix, mix, you know, mix matched. It yeah. doesn't go in order of value. I'm just going to throw some things out there and I hope the audience can grasp whatever it is they need to do. Yeah. And again, you know, this isn't therapy. If, you, if something really strikes you as a trigger, please seek professional help. Mm. These are just seeds that I'm going to plant in your brain. And if anything comes up, um, go for it. Find out more. So something that I wish I knew before I became a mum or even in my early days of becoming a mum is that your childhood has shaped you into the adult that you are today. The type of parent you are is purely and scientifically driven back to what type of childhood attachment, what type of child you were and how you understood love. And not to get really deep, but there's the attachment theory. So the idea that we learnt a certain way of love and safety, and that's what we pretty much have turned into as adults. So if you were somebody that, you know, was asked to as a child to just, can you just go away? Children are to be seen, not heard. Really, you're crying over that. You know, if you had all that, then you might turn into a, into a parent that is controlling of other people's or of your children's emotions. And there's a few more examples of attachment parenting um, or attachment theory, should I say. I wish I knew that punishments never, ever, ever work. Yeah. <laughs> Most of us are brought up that way. Yeah. Probably for, what do you reckon, 98%? 100%. Yeah. So every client I see. Yeah was punished as a child. And I am yet, I say this really openly. I am yet to meet a client that says to me, oh, thank goodness, my mom and dad were really strict on me and they punished me. Oh, every person now. <laughs> right. No, they're broken people. And that's what punishments do. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a world of resources rather than punishing. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew that you know, breaking generational cycles takes work. Mm-hmm. I kind of expected therapy to be one session. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But metaphorically, if we're going to, you know, talk about physical aspect, you know, you don't go to the gym once and then expect to do 10 pull-ups. Yeah. It's building those biceps, building those muscles and emotional work. Works well, how many way. years you've got of ingrained patterns to undo yeah that's right ingrained patterns that's a fantastic way to think of it that that programming yep. that's in your mind to do things a certain way and it does you know I've been doing this for nearly a decade and it does spring up in me every now and then I'll go to oh I can't believe you did. you know I'll go into that anger you know mm. punishment mode but I catch myself so much quicker now but the idea is as I'm as I'm doing it, I'm aware I'm doing it. Yeah, it's about having the awareness. Yeah. What the awareness, that's what being conscious is about, isn't it? It's about having awareness and catching yourself. That's so then it. you can make a change. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I wish that, you know, our bounty bag, I don't know if they still exist, but yes. <laughs> I haven't had a baby exactly. for a bit. Just- Oh, yeah. I wish our, yeah, our bounty bag had books about ego and inner child. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just like fun facts. 
maybe mm. even a really simple book for mums to be to read that you're probably going to parent from your inner child mm. and love her or him and you know really care for your inner child yeah I love that and in the bounty bag I think there should be my favorite topic to talk about a whole information pack about the brain yeah. I think that the brain is so under talked about when it comes to parenting mainly because you know it's a very complex organ I'm not taking away from any science whatsoever but understanding the scientific aspect of the brain will reassure the parent that they're normal and their kids normal yeah and when you learn what I know about the brain and understand that it is scientifically incapable for your kid to regulate themselves Mm. to pull themselves in gear especially when it comes to temperaments, which leads me to the other thing I wish I knew, that children have different temperaments, just the way the cookie crumbles. Um, You could parent, I mean, I've got four children and I've obviously, you know, parented them, you know, I've been with them 24-7, but they've all come out differently. Mm. And that's, that's life. And I don't know why parents in our generation today expect children not to have different temperaments we just want to what we want listen to this this is this is what I find really crazy what we want is an adult who speaks up for herself you know doesn't take any crap from anyone it's kind and polite but also understands her boundaries but we don't want the child to do that (laughs) yeah it's like that um don't you know don't be seen or heard kind of thing it's like just just be good (laughs) Exactly. And then that little girl or boy turns into an adult and they're like, ah, they need to get a job or they need to find a boyfriend and they have no confidence and they wonder, oh, why? Yeah. Consciously, I know I should be able to do this stuff, but why am I, you know, sabotaging myself? Yeah. Mm. Or the boss will say, oh, just do a few more hours, love. You'll be right. Mm. And then it's really hard to draw that boundary. That's all skill set which again is a word I use a lot in my um, sessions with clients, skill set. The way I think of parenting is like a skill set. You need to know certain skills in parenting. It's exactly like any other subject in the world. I don't know why we think it comes naturally when we've never practiced it. Crazy. Like, and that puts so much pressure. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, a hundred percent. Like there should be like, I don't know, mandatory, like, parenting programs free it should be provided for free like to parents you know even during pregnancy yeah um because i believe that would actually reduce the amount of you know postnatal depression and anxiety definitely or overwhelm yeah massive transition yeah when i became a parent 17 years ago i i thought of parent as being you know like a boss Mm. And I wish, so to come back to that, what I wish I knew and I want others to know is what the Gottman's, so the Gottman Institute, follow them, check them out. Um, they coined an expression called an emotion coach. Mm. And I love that because let's look at it this way. I'm, I'm also a coach of a netball team. So if we put it into perspective, if I'm watching my girls, I've got an under 15s team. If I'm watching them play on court and there's my shooter and, and she keeps missing I mean, the worst thing I could do as a coach, as a good coach, is go, really? You keep missing? What's wrong with you? Right? A coach on the sidelines takes notes, 
mental note looks like, you know, Mia needs extra practice with shooting during training time. We're going to work on that. But while I'm on the sidelines, I'm just going to pump her up and just wipe it off, shrug it off. Now, if we bring it back to parenting, we're like, why did you drop that for? Come on, how hard is it to pick up your toys? I'm doing everything here. Because it's this constant parent controlling situation. The self-esteem is just plummeting as that happens. Yeah, yeah. That, that team player, she's not going to shoot any better. At, like psychologically, she's going to be a mess, mm-hmm. right? And so I offer this idea to parents, not only to look up what an emotion coach is, but to take on that role of being a coach in your household. So what do we do? We look at this kid that's constantly spilling their their water, right? Their cup of water at the dinner table, or they're constantly bickering with their sibling. And we look at what's needed. We evaluate the situation. Okay, it looks like this kid is really missing a skill with like balance or working out spatial awareness or sharing right? There's a skill that's missing. And then we pull them out of that situation. And then we work on that skill alone out of that area, out of that madness that's happening. And then, so we, so in sharing, for example, it's a very common worry for a lot of parents. And I always say to them, I'm yet to meet an adult that doesn't share. So just relax a bit. Like your kid will share. But at the moment, it's like asking you, Jess, if I can have your car for a day. Like, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, I watched one of your videos on that and I was just like, oh, my God. Yes, that's another conditioned thing yeah. that I just did not question, you know. That's you right. Have all these thoughts like, oh, my God, what if they're not going to be able to share later? Or like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's and coming from our fear space all from fear space because we're not living in the present moment. So at that moment, that Barbie or that red car is like our phone, how we feel about our phone. They don't have much. (laughs) (laughs) That much. What's that? Sorry, what'd you say? They don't have much possession-wise. So this stuff is like gold. Exactly. (laughs) And so we work on the skill of sharing outside of that, that incident. So in that incident, there's a particular protocol something I call the emergency. So it's just putting out the fires. And then later on, we do what I call prevention and work preparation about sharing. Mm. And then we talk about sharing and we role play sharing and we show the kid how I share. And we just talk about sharing all the time. And then we give them the space not to share or do you want to share or, Mm. and it's that idea of teaching, coaching, teaching constantly. Yes. Some kids will pick up like this flick of a finger. I get it. I get it. I've got four kids myself. With all due respect, I've got one that picks up real quickly and the other one, you know, ha- doesn't share yet. Mm. Um, and so, you know, coaching your kid is going to get you a lot further in life than just constantly controlling, mm. um, which brings me to the point of co-regulation. So I'd never heard, I'd never heard of this word before, ever. And I, you know, I'm educated. I went to uni for years. I studied and nowhere along the lines did I hear co-regulation and I wish that every parent knows this word and co-regulation is like a magical power this is how I call it it's that idea of I use metaphors a lot so I'll go with another one how we learn (laughs) of a kite right you've got a kite and it's soaring up high and you're holding on to the little strings of it and then all of a sudden a really turbulent wind picks up 
and this kite is now going crazy. That's your kid when they're in a tantrum or meltdown. They are not ready for you to say to them, hey, manners, don't hit mummy. They're not there because that kite is just flying all around. Mm. And co-regulation is you, you, only you. There's no one else that can do it. And when I say you, I mean caregiver, right? Managing those strings in a way where it pulls the kite down. Now the kite's going to probably fall to the ground and crumble, let's be honest, and maybe have a broken stick here or there. But you've managed to bring the kite back down to earth. And this is where the kite feels safe and it's not stuck in the wind anymore. And there's going to be tears. So now if we're going to real life, I mean, that child, while they're in that turbulent moment because, you know, mummy said no to that extra cookie. Bang, meltdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucks. Like cookies are the best. Cookies are actually the best. Why is she saying no? I don't understand. This is not fair. My whole life is a sham. I can't believe this. Poor me, poor me. And your goal, remember, because we've just talked about coaching, is to keep them there in that place of safety. Yeah, I get it, sweetie, but there's yeah, there's no, no more cookies today. And that's okay for you to be upset. I'm right here. You're not going to get punished for anything. So it's about validating their emotions and saying their emotions are okay to feel, not shutting them down. Oh, you're being silly, just shush, you know, all that stuff. Exactly. And then what happens, why I call it the magical power, is because they start to feed off your regulation. That's why it's called co-regulation. Because mm. then they, they kind of get a sense. I mean, something just happened today, like 10 minutes before I jumped on this. Mm. Um, I had a manic afternoon picking up and dropping off and my nine-year-old wanted me to watch him at his tennis practice. And I said, I don't think I can, but I'll see. And I did a lot of prep with him and there was a lot of conscious parenting. And I explained to him the map and the route and how I had to go to daycare here and, you know, dad's not available to help and all of this stuff. And he kind of like nodded. Anyway, I went to pick him up, only managed to see the last five minutes, gets into the car and he said, you lied. You said you were going to watch me and you didn't watch me. Why not? How hard is it to just organize your life to come and watch me play, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, Mesa, you regulate yourself quick, smart girlfriend, because don't bite on that. He's just looking. He's looking. Kids look. Adults do it too. Yeah. Like we do it as well when we're mad. Like we'll say to our partners, and I always do the dishes. Like we do that too. Mm-hmm. But as a nine year old, he does not have the brain capacity for maturity. So I stayed super calm like I worked on my facial expression and my tone and I was driving I said I completely understand yeah you really wanted mommy to watch you and I and I didn't rock up until the last five minutes I completely understand I am tired of you not watching me and in my head I'm like dude this is our first lesson back like what are you talking about (laughs) yeah everything's like really exaggerated when they're like that I mean I wanted to I wanted to slam down some truth bombs and be like yeah. Dude, COVID just lifted. We just went back today to tennis. Like, mm-hmm. what are you on about? Why are you ungrateful for? At least I'm picking you up. I'm not asking you to walk home. Like all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But that is maturity. That's where we have to live as parents, as coaches. And so we got home. He was still mad. But as I always say, and this is kind of like the one of the last points into what I wish I knew, is that the problem is never the problem. Mm. it turns out that my son was hungry 
Oh yeah, God, I yeah. caught that one a lot. Yeah. Came home, smashed three plates of dinner and then kind of went, you really tried your best today, mum, didn't you? That's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> my heart. And that's well, the investment. I say a lot to my kid. Well, mostly just Alex because he's old enough. I say mummy always does her best. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And he, and that's what, you know, that's the investment. That's the payoff. Because he's 10. So my parenting, my reparenting journey started with him. So he's seen the full kind of full effects of conscious parenting. Mm. And I always say to parents, I wish I could tape him for you just to see how much he's learnt. And that's the type of kid he is. So he's comfortable enough to literally go in that emotion and then at the end of it go, gosh, I think I was just really hungry and I didn't know how to manage myself. Amazing. Right. That's so rewarding. It was. It was. And then, bang, that's when we talk. That's when we talk about lessons because parents often say to me, yeah, but where is the lesson learned? There, that's where the lesson's learned because now we were able, he was relaxed. So scientifically, as Dr. Dan Siegel always talks about, flipping of the lead in the brain. So this is where now his brain was all connected again. So he could feel logic and emotion and everything at the same time, which is great. That's what we want. And we could converse. We could actually have a conversation and talk about, okay, so what worked? What didn't work? Do you understand that Thursdays now that COVID's lifted, you know, things are going to be a little bit crazy, Mm. such and such. And that's the lesson. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Was there anything else there? Um, I wanted to also talk about, the tantrum so tantrums yeah (laughs) tantrums freak parents out and I get it like I'm there 50 percent of the time I get it it's annoying as well like it's frustrating it's time consuming and you just you know you just want to get on with things Mm. but the thing about tantrums is that you have to look at tantrums as kind of like an opportunity for learning and that sounds really, yeah, whatever may say, you're serious when your kid's in the middle of the shopping center and they're like, they want that $2 ride of, you know, the Wiggles thingo and you've said no mm. and they've chucked a tantrum. That's not learning. That's embarrassing. Well, yeah, two, thing, two things can be true at once. It is embarrassing, mm. but it's also learning. So the worst thing a parent can do in that situation is to say, no, 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 then yes. So what we want to do is be really confident in our decisions. And I'll use that as an example, this particular scenario. So we want to be confident. We want to know in our head, well, is it a yes or a no? And is am I just saying yes because I don't want a tantrum, like it's really going to stuff up everything because then that's a no. So anyway, you choose which way you're going to choose. And if it's a yes, then you fully Oscar-nominated performance of be like, enjoy it. Come up with the $2 in. Oh, my God, it's so amazing. Great. If the answer is a no, then you brace yourself. So you need to regulate yourself. You need to say, you know, the storms are coming. Like you've just got to understand and accept that. It's really hard hearing no. I'm nearly 40 and I don't like hearing no. And then it's the opportunity to live with the child in that experience. Mm. So Dr. Gabor always says that trauma isn't trauma. Trauma isn't about the wound. Trauma isn't about what happened. Trauma is about that it happened and you felt alone. Yep that it happened, that particular event happened and you had to keep it inside you. You weren't guided through it and you were shut down and you weren't 
listened to and heard and seen and yeah exactly so if you're sitting there and you're like I get it sweetie you really want to go on that ride thing is we can't today so here's the thing do you want me to carry you or do you want to sit in the pram Mm -hmm. and you know nine times out of ten you're going to get "Ah," you know crying back but you just maintain your composure. I get it, sweetie. I get it. Oh my God, the ride is so amazing. Do you want to hold mummy's hand? Because we're going to go around here to the next lot of shops. And then that is what I call that emergency section. So that's putting out fires. But what you want to do, what I encourage parents to do is to add an extra layer, right, to all of that thinking and ask yourself, is it really important to take your kid to the shopping center? Have they eaten well, slept well, Have they got sensory issues? You know, are you in a hurry? Because if you're in a hurry, taking a toddler to the shopping centre. Suicide. (laughs) Shaking your head because I know. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they're the things that I call preventative measures. So we want to look at the whole story. And, yeah, of course, take your kid to the shopping centre. But what I'm suggesting is be really reasonable about it. You're not going to have a cup of coffee while having a chit chat on the phone realistic expectations yeah exactly and so there's tantrums yes I get it we've got to work through that and then there's preventative measures for tantrums we've got to work out how's that kid doing um you know what's going on for them um and simply put you know your best friend is going to be a problem solving skill set to build so I feel like I am probably problem solving 24 seven at the moment. That's the parenting stage I'm in where mm-hmm. everything is a problem and I'm just constantly helping them solve things or assisting them to become problem solvers. Mm-hmm. Um, so my son or daughter might say to me, oh, I'm so hungry. And so, you know, as a coach, my next line of call is really, what are you hungry for? You know, and that's with the older kids, with the little kids, because I've also got, a four-year-old is the conversation stems around you know direction and guidance so I know that dinner's at 5 30 right I know that so therefore I will prevent any snacks happening by raising things up higher in the shelf and then when it is time for dinner I'll offer him to scoop things out himself because mm. the important part you know, to remember about children, especially toddlers, but all children is the bucket, the bucket metaphor that I often talk about. I don't know if you've heard about it, Jess. Yeah. Yeah. I've watched it on your uh, stories or a um, video. IGTV. Um, it was brilliant. Yeah. Thank That'd you. Be awesome to share. Yeah. So that IGTV, you know, I had this idea of trying to explain to parents how to get your child to cooperate and it stems from this psychological need for a child to feel like they belong and that they're powerful and so there's these two buckets that sit on each shoulder one on each shoulder and one's the power bucket one's the significance bucket and the our job as parents is to deposit interactions with them all day to fill these buckets up and so when I say to my son hey do you want the green shirt or the red shirt that's a power bucket thing. That's deposit. If I say to my son, come and serve yourself. Here, yeah, I'll help you. That's a power bucket. Um, so as you can tell by power, those two examples, they're very doing things. So, you know, asking your kid, 
Um, do you want to put on your shoes or do you want mommy to, you know, that kind of, that's all powerful. Mm. Uh, the significance bucket is all about non tangible It's about a feeling. So the child feeling like they're significant. And how do we get a child to feel like they're significant? With the most expensive tool of all, which is time. Yeah. Yeah. Quality time. Quality time. Exactly. If your kid knows and feels like they are worth your time, then that's something that can't be bought because that means that they'll grow up to be teenagers. I was thinking about this the other day. This is what I kind of work towards. I want my teenager to stuff up and say, oh, got to tell mum. Not stuff up and say, I better not tell mum. Mum better not know. Yeah. Makes sense. Because if they're being shut down and they're in that fear state, then they're they're not going to want to be open, right? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And we keep we keep kind of programming a child and then wonder why teens don't want to talk to us or they're busy or they find um, you know, friendship groups and, and things like that, where research has shown and Dr. Gabor wrote um a book with Dr. Newfield about um a book called Hold On to Your Kids. Oh yeah, I know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the whole book is about the idea that you need to show your kids. I mean, of course, they're going to choose friendships. Like, I get that. We all get that. But your kids have to feel this essence of mum and dad are my secure base. They're who I go back to. Mm. If I stuff up, I don't need to turn to a peer because it's a very, very small chance that that peer is going to guide them, you know, maturely. Let's be honest. We've all been teenagers ourselves. Yeah. 100%. I know that actually happened to me as a teenager. I got myself into situations that were not great because Mm. turning to peers and not my parents. Yeah. Yeah, you're not alone. Absolutely. And so because that peer, your friend, is exactly of your same maturity as well, your mindset. You know, she's not going to say to you, oh, listen, Jess, um, you better, like, just tell Mark. They're not going to do that, friends. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Um, parenting is also on a final note, Dr. Becky says this, and I'll say it till the day I turn blue in the face. Um, parenting is hard. Parenting feels hard because it is hard. It is. You're not doing anything weird or wrong. Your kids aren't bad. Parenting Mm. is hard. It's a whole human being in your care. And if you've got more than one, then that's more than one human being. And, you know, the day that we can all kind of understand that concept okay I feel like parenting's hard I feel like I'm stuffing up yeah because it is hard mm. it is hard it takes a bit of that pressure off I was talking to my client today about this actually about yeah. you, know, you get all these shoulds coming into your head because yeah. you've been conditioned with this perfect mother myth haven't you yeah you yeah. got to be able to do all the things, give the children the time, give them this, do everything, you know, make sure the house is perfectly clean. Um, and, yeah, it just puts more unnecessary pressure on when parenting is hard enough as it is. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, let's, let's just challenge ourselves just for five minutes a day just to talk to our minds you know, take five minutes out to talk to our minds and really focus on 
the positives of our children so that we're not going, oh, but they don't clean up and they don't pick up and they're not sharing and they're not sleeping and they're not eating. Yeah, because that's when it gets really overwhelming, right? That's it. Mm. Yeah, I think that um, what you were saying just then is like I talk a lot about this concept of victim versus responsibility. So, you know, humans are humans love to suffer. So, you know, most of us are quite often stuck in a victim mentality. It's like you're in the passenger seat, just going along for the ride. You feel like life is happening to you and you're passing off blame. He did this, she did this, oh, they're, you know, whatever, not taking any responsibility. And it's very disempowering. You know, so if you're like in that mind frame of like, oh, parenting is so hard, mm. you're only gonna you're gonna have your blinkers on and you're only gonna be able to see the bad. Like you can't see any good stuff that's happening. Yeah. Um, so I talk a lot about getting back into that driver's seat. And so then you can take your blinkers off and be able to actually, you know, see the full picture and find the good and and feel like you're actually empowered. Mm, absolutely I love that I love that I really love that aspect of you know take your blinkers off I mean it's re it's realistic also to to say okay I'm having a tough day for example Mm. but we just don't want you to live there I think that's what exactly and that's what I say like I especially in parenting Mm. um, I fall in in and out of victim state all the Mm. time yeah it's about as we said earlier having that awareness mm. and when you have the awareness and knowledge around it you can mm. actually pick yourself up because you say oh shit okay I'm falling into a bit of the victim here I'm like you know mm. what was me and have that you know if you want like if you're really in that bad place have that pity party allow it mm. you feel it you know okay today's a really shit day uh-huh. and I'm gonna really allow myself to feel that but then you can choose to step back into responsibility and say, okay, what can I, what can I do? How can we, how can we improve the day? Where, what good can I find? What, what good things have actually happened today? And how can I turn this around? Yeah. That's so powerful. Hmm. Yeah. So um, did you have anything else you wanted to add? I think that that is it. I mean, it's not it, but it's a lot of food for thought. Yeah. Um, No overwhelm here. It's yeah. just an idea to get parents to, you know, consider taking one or two things on and just giving it a try. Yeah, awesome. Um, if Jess, if you're there, if you're listening, did you have any questions? Uh, no questions, but lots of useful information and I'm definitely keen to learn more about it. lovely thanks Jess I wanted to um just add to your amazing community and listeners that I'm running a webinar starting on Monday um it's called what your child needs to thrive and for the what an amazing name matching um community um and so for the mums that thrive community I'm offering a um code to use at checkout so I'll send that info to you Jess and you can put that out um and to the other listeners that are on now, if you want, yeah. find me on social media at Coach Mace EQ, and I'm happy to um, share with you some more information because this webinar, this series of webinar that I wrote, um, is really the crux of Parenting 101. All mm-hmm. those ideas, the understandings, the skills and strategies, 
um, a tort. Yeah. Can you tell us how, how do you spell, because I can imagine people trying to work out how to spell that Instagram handle. So. Yeah, sure. So it's coach, C-O-A-C-H, Mace, M-A-Y-S-E-Q. Oh, one word. Um, yeah, find me on Instagram. Thanks, amazing. Yeah. And your Instagram is so full of value. Thank you. Amazing. You're doing amazing things. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. All right. Lovely. Have a great night. All right. You too. See ya. Yeah.